Let us pray. Father, we are just so grateful to have this time and this moment to be in your presence, Lord. So, Father, we would ask right now that you would just silence any distractions around us, that, Lord, as we're gathered and we're meeting you in these moments, Lord, our hearts are changing, our minds are, are, are transforming as a result, Lord, of meeting you right now in your presence. Lord, we want to be made different as a result of meeting you. So help us, Lord, draw closer to you as you draw near to us. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We celebrate this most holy day, the Feast of the Resurrection, because today reminds us why we have the victory. The Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to try that again so you can shout it out at home. When I say the Lord is risen, I want your neighbors to hear you say, He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. So here we go. The Lord is risen. He's risen indeed. Hallelujah. The resurrection shows us our victory and power in Christ is not temporal, it's eternal. Jesus endured the betrayal of his disciples. He was ridiculed, mocked, whipped, beaten, and finally, Jesus laid down his life to be crucified on a cross for us. What we have to be clear of is that Jesus laid down his life. No one took his life. That he decided to lay it down. That he laid down his life. The only atonement or sacrifice that could be made for our sins is Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. By Jesus taking on our sins, we would be made acceptable to God and placed in a right relationship with him. That we could now be in this right way, in that right relationship. That we might become that righteousness of God in him. That we're made right as a result of what Jesus did for us. And if we're going to know the victory of the resurrection, first we have to know the one who overcame death for us. You see, to know the power, we must first know the man from which the power comes. Knowing Christ is knowing the victory and the power of the resurrection. For each of us, we must come to an understanding that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is very personal. Philippians 3.10, Paul says this, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. See, church, it's vital for us to understand to know him means to know Jesus and the power of his resurrection. To know him and live for Christ, to know him in that way, we know that we get to share the victory which is in Christ and the power which is in Christ because he overcame. To know him and live for Christ, we will share in that victory, power, 
in joys and in trials. And this is what Paul was saying when he wrote in Philippians 3.10, that I may know him in that power, that I may understand, that I would have that relationship with him, that fellowship in his suffering, to be conformed, that, that I would be with him in my, my joys, be with him in my sorrows, in my struggles, in my difficulties. See, our death is to the false trappings of this world. The things of this world are temporal. But the promise of his resurrection and love for us is eternal. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And you know what? That's personal. That's personal to each one of us. See, God raised him from the dead for our salvation. And often we have this misunderstood. Often we don't really understand what took place or what Easter is all about and what we're truly separating on this day at this time. See, we might think that being a good person is enough. Or we might be counting on our spouse who's the praying person in the relationship as enough. Or maybe our parents, who are praying parents is enough. Or our grandparents, maybe that's enough. Or maybe we have sin or things in our life that we've just tried to forget about and push deep, deep down that, that we won't talk about or we won't, we won't bring up again. And, and, and then thus it just will go away. But the truth is, we must declare our faith in Jesus. And those are words that come from our heart because we believe. We believe that Jesus died and he was buried and on the third day he rose again. And you can't just declare those words, you have to believe those words. Again, it's personal. Colossians 3, 1 through 4 It says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things of the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. See, when we are raised with Christ, we seek the things that are above. When we're raised with Christ, we're not on a scavenger hunt trying to figure things out. It means that when we're raised with Christ and we're seeking the things that are above, we're aligning our lives daily in those things. That, that we're aligning our life with Christ as a result of declaring that relationship, of saying that I believe in who he is, understanding why he rose from the dead. That, that we have this incredible opportunity to have this personal relationship with our Lord. And he makes that invitation. And, and when, when, when we recognize that we are raised with him, we begin to seek him and see the world in a whole different perspective. See, we don't just try to take Jesus, what he did for us, and just try to make him fit into our lifestyle. There's a death that happens. There's a surrendering that happens. 
And, and when we surrender, allow him to come in our lives. And, and it's in that moment, in that surrendering, that, that a new life begins for us. It's, it's a reminder for us when we're, we're looking and we're fixing on the things that are above that, that for Christians we have to lift our vision higher to the things that are above. We have to look past and through whatever circumstance that we might be in. We're faced with the greatest crisis of our lifetime. And what I can tell you is the world does not have all the answers. So what do we have to do? We have to lift our vision higher. We have to seek the things that are above, that are eternal, not the things that are temporal. And Jesus promises those things that are eternal. And we're to seek those things above, where he's seated at the right hand of the Father. The church, we have to lift our vision higher, and we've got to keep walking through any valley that we might be in. That we don't pause, that we don't stop, but our feet keep moving. Why? Because our heads are raised and we're lifting our vision higher. Hebrews 12.2 says, looking unto Jesus. What that means is fixing our eyes on Jesus. That's looking and fixing our eyes on the things that which are above. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. And as he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. As the death of Christ removes the penalty of sin and declares the believer to believe to be righteous before God, the resurrection of the Lord empowers the believer in a transformed life. Both aspects of this are works of grace. By Christ's crucifixion, we be, he becomes my Savior. By his resurrection, he becomes my Lord. Jesus calls us to a life transformed in victory. That's what he brings to us. And if we know Jesus as Savior, we must follow him as Lord. Let us not waste another moment in this life. If we know that to be true, we have to respond on this day. We have to respond in that way, knowing what that truth is. That Jesus is not just my Savior, but he's my Lord. And that that victory is in him. See, our victory is in Christ. And the power of the resurrection means that death has been defeated. That the victory is won and we're given an eternal life in Christ. Knowing Christ is to know the victory and the power of the resurrection. And what I know for certain is that's personal. That's personal for each of us. And each of us have to make that decision on what we proclaim. And on this day that we're reminded of that. That he invites us into that place that we too can stand in a place of victory because of who he is, because of his righteousness. And he makes that invitation. It's personal. The sins he took upon the cross were our sins. That's personal. He conquered death 
and rose again, that's personal. Because he desires us, who he created, to be in a personal relationship with who he is. And Jesus today makes that invitation. Jesus today invites you into that place. So let's pray. Father, we might know the words about victory and power. We might know about your resurrection, Lord, but we don't live as if we're the ones in the victory and with power. So, Father, strengthen us. Help us to know that to be true. Bring that comfort. Teach us to lift our vision higher, Lord, to seek the things that are above, not the things that are temporal, but the things that are eternal. Now, if you're watching this for the first time and you haven't asked Jesus into your life that way, it's personal. And he wants to have a personal relationship with you. And what we have to do is turn from our old ways. Not just pretend I don't have to think about those things that I've done in my life anymore or or push them way down or trust my relationship with others might bring me into that relationship with Christ. He wants to have that relationship with each of us. And if you haven't asked him into your life that way, I want to give you a chance now to respond, to know him personally, to meet him in the grace that he pours out, the gift of eternal life that he wants you to have as a result of that relationship. So if you want to pray with me that prayer, just repeat after me as you're watching this. I want you to say this, Lord Jesus, I need you. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my heart and I ask you to come in. Take control of my life and make me the person that you want me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that with me, I would ask that you let us know. If you're on our campus right now, Let one of the hosts know that you prayed that and we want to continue to to help you and support you on this new journey with Christ.